Hi everyone and welcome to the Our Vibes podcast. This is episode five. Coming oh. at you from a brand new location. <laughs> Someone's backyard. Someone's backyard. Yarda. My backyard. So if you hear pedos, gatos, birds. birds. Yeah, no. just pretend People you're fighting. over at our house and we're in the backyard and we're spilling welcome. some tea. Welcome to the Cangasada. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a summer day. It's a nice yeah. summer day. We got our cafecito. We got some panecito. Hopefully you can Matcha. taste it through the screen. <laughs> but we're going to dive into a new topic. Right. What are we talking about today? What's the question of the day? question of the day is, do you keep your culture alive? Ooh. Oh. Okay. Let's start by describing your culture in this moment. What traditions are included? My Mafe, your culture is fresh. You're fresh, <laughs> fresh out of the oven. It's fresh. Fresh. <laughs> Tell us about your culture. I well, y'all know I'm Ecuadorian. Um, it's it's weird for me. Like obviously I'm a transplant, <laughs> so it's like okay, most of obviously my family traditions and you know just the food we make, we all eat Ecuadorian food and that kind of stuff. I'm always joking with my friends back home that one of these days I'm gonna get my nationality revoked because I'm such a picky eater that 75% of oral cultural food I don't eat. Oh, <laughs> so including like seafood. I don't no como cebollado, no como ceviche. Oh, that um, sounds fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like my favorite dish. No como tung. It's honestly the list of the things I do eat is short is way shorter and easier to mention than the things I do eat that I don't wow. eat. Ah, I see. So it's it's always gotta be in trouble with my mom <laughs> and at all the family meetings. Mm-hmm. No como cangrejo, no como concha. Do you still celebrate some of like the holidays that are specifically Ecuadorian here? I know like I, I remember we've been friends for a long time. Sometimes on New Year's you're like, Oh, it's kinda of boring here. Like back home we burn mm-hmm. stuff yeah. and like, <laughs> like it, that's she'll get caught by the cops. <laughs> you know what I mean, that's, that's illegal here. Yeah, I know it is illegal here. That's where it's at. <laughs> but like you know, for New Year's, um, se hace el año viejo, which is like mm-hmm. a big, not a doll, but kind of like it. Sometimes people do it with like maybe if it's like a new movie that came out, mm-hmm. people do it in the like resembling that. Sometimes it's politicians. Sometimes it's just like an old man, and it's supposed to like symbolize. Um, like all the bad stuff of the year and you burn it to burn it away and like bring light and new hope into the new years. Are there any like little celebrations though that you still celebrate here at home? I'm not sure because it's it's not like here where everything is a freaking barbecue. Mm. So Hey, barbecues (laughs) are great. (laughs) They're okay, but it's like everything is a barbecue. You didn't do anything different for anything else. It's like 4th of July, fireworks and fireworks and barbecue. Uh Memorial Day, barbecue and and fireworks. Fireworks and barbecue for Labor Day. It's everything. Americans the same like thing. to eat. Okay? Yeah, I so do we. And apparently and they like fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, so do we. And we have fireworks mm-hmm. all the time for like New Year's. But it's just most of the things are celebrated through food back home. And it's like, okay, para Dia de los Muertos, people make colada morada, which I don't like. No. My mom still makes it <laughs> because they eat it, right? Yeah, my okay. mom likes it. Mi mamá usa de pan. It's uh-huh. literally bread shaped kind of like a child or mm-hmm. it also kind of looks like a mummy people like to decorate those kind of like if you would decorate here like gingerbread mm-hmm. that's like that's something we don't do back home mm, that's cute um, i'm glad your mom is continuing to keep traditions alive yeah i know yeah. she's always like why don't you try it i'm like it has too much food for my taste mm. <laughs> well, what about you vanessa what, my tell culture. us about a bit about your culture um well like 
I don't know. Like, it's kind of iffy because my mom, she's like a big 4th of July. Like, she has like shirts for 4th of July. She's like, which one do I wear? And she has my pronouns too. are USA. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, she has earrings for 4th of July. And my dad's like, we got to get the fireworks. So they're big <laughs> on like celebrating like those type of holidays. So, like, I'm very in the middle. Like, I don't even, like, yeah, I'm just in the middle. What about your Mexican culture? My Mexican culture? Um, I mean, we still go to posadas here and there. Like, if people are throwing posadas, that's how I know, like, oh, this is my culture. Um, we don't celebrate, like, Independence Day or anything like that. Like, so I think, like, when my culture is alive, like, during, like, Christmas and things like that. Yeah, 100%. Uh-huh. Honestly, I feel like mine's been a little bit lost mm -hmm. only because I feel like my family's kind of small. Um, well, my dad has six other siblings, but they're not that close. So we don't really gather as a family. And I don't think we celebrate specific holidays, but I feel like my parents keep it alive, whether it be through food or um, I know my mom can be religious at times, mm -hmm. so at times. Um, <laughs> no, and I feel like in that way, or she believes in santos, or mm -hmm. she lights a candle or prays. Um, so probably food and religion, but as far as other major holidays, I don't think so. And I know she really likes Dia de los Muertos. Yeah, That would be something that I really would want to continue to pass on. Um, I've spent Dia de los Muertos in Mexico, and I just really love mm. what the holiday is about, um, honoring your ancestors, people, your loved ones. Does your family make altares? My mom does. Oh, wow. Yeah, my mom does. Um, my, we just lost my grandpa in November, mm -hmm. so I know that that's definitely going to be something that she does this year. And she had done it in the past for her grandma, so it's very special to her. And I think seeing how special it is for her, it almost like passes on to me and I'm like, oh, I would love to honor that as well. And my grandpa, but yeah, all in all, I feel like we've really immersed here in the United States and we don't really celebrate it as much. I guess it would be through food mainly. Yeah. It's funny that you brought up family because like, yeah, I'm not close to any of my family and I feel like that's kind of like why I'm not holding on to my culture because like we're not based on family. So I feel like that's also a big part as well as food. That's, yeah, I just went to Mexico, too, and um, obviously the food, the culture, mm -hmm. I got to see my grandma and my aunts in action. I'm like, oh, I love this. They're yeah. so family-oriented. I'm like, I want this. <laughs> Why can I have this? Um, which, I mean, you can when mm -hmm. you like decide to have a, like, create your own yeah. family, right? Whether mm -hmm. that be through friends or children or your husband or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like even reconnecting with your roots helps you to kind of see what you kind of miss yeah so it's like we can also make our own culture mm -hmm. yeah. that's true yeah I feel like my culture is very much Chicano it's very mm -hmm. assimilated especially since like most of my family lives here in the U.S. Yeah. so I don't really have any connections left to Mexico um, and then my dad was born in Texas and so like half of my family is from Texas mm -hmm. and I feel like I have a little bit of the Tejano culture like I'm at least familiar with it because of my dad and then my mom um, she came to the U.S. She came to East Los Angeles as a teenager, so like oh. most of her life has been here. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I guess like when I was more little, my parents were still like closer to their original cultures individually. So mm -hmm. I had more of a taste of like, like my dad would blast "Hey Baby Que Paso," um, <laughs> like at the Hano song. And when I was little, like I, I remember growing up with that. And then my grandma's food is, even though she was born in Mexico, it's very much Tejano. She uses Velveeta cheese for like every Ooh. recipe and. <laughs> Um, and then my mom's culture, she grew up in Tijuana, so, like, mm -hmm. it's basically here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I feel like my culture is very Mexican-American in, like, mm. 100% of the sense. 
Yeah, I hear. And you know what? You just brought up a good point that I totally forgot. Music. Yeah. I feel like uh, well, my parents were born in Mexico, so um, they're always blasting Spanish music. And that's you said their they were rockettos, right? They were. They <laughs> love rock and español, maná. Like, I love maná. My mom freaking loves maná. We wanted to go to the concert and then at about movie date, and she was devastated. <laughs> Oh. I got to actually see them this last time, and it was so much fun. And I knew right every song. May? I'm like, my parents would have lost it here. Right oh. now in May? Yes. <laughs> they were at we the forum. Gonna... They have a residency. <laughs> I knew my mom wanted to go. She had tickets like for the original date, and then they changed it. She's like, oh. I can't get the day off. So. Yeah. That's wow. so I so know. She's going to have to see them because they're so good. <laughs> Trust me, I want to go too. How would you guys say you um, kind of keep your culture alive? Mm. I feel like for me, going back to music, <laughs> when I was little, I feel like a lot of us grew up with this, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, mom, turn down the Spanish radio. Like, as you're getting dropped off at school, like, you're embarrassed. You're like, turn mm. down the music. And now, like, I'm trying to listen more to <laughs> Blast that. Music. Like, that music that I didn't even know the names of or who sang mm. as a kid because I was so, like, they go embarrassed hard. by it. They right? go hard. It's now. a mood. Yeah. Especially when you're, like, heartbroken or you're, like, having an off day. I'm like, ah. Yeah. I feel like music has been a gateway for me mm -hmm. to, one, learn more Spanish and, mm -hmm. two, learn more about what my culture was, you know, in the 2000s or yeah. in the 70s. What about you guys? How do you um, keep your culture alive? It's funny, like, alive because I think when I was younger, I kind of just ignored the fact that I, like, my culture. I think it happened more when I was, like, in high school and I took a Chicano studies class and then I minored in Chicano studies in college. But, and then I took a, um, a music class of Chicano studies and, oh, like, La Santa Cecilia, um, they came to, like, visit our, wow. our um, <gasps> class and it was so what? cool. So, like, sometimes when I'm, like, want to just like sing like really loud i just like blast their music oh, so i think like so that's good. how i like kind of keep my culture alive because it also has a lot to do with like speaking spanish and keeping that culture alive i was just gonna say yeah that too. i think um some because i want to improve my spanish and then i would um movies that i really like and like i know from memory i would change the subtitles to spanish or change the like voices to spanish to kind of just like brush up on that always or now as an adult now as an adult oh, okay. mm -hmm. Oh, that's mm -hmm. smart. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Muffet? I can't relate to the feeling embarrassed by drop like the music and stuff and getting dropped off because one, it's always been that way for me because mm -hmm. obviously I grew back in Ecuador, and also my mom didn't drop me off in school until high school. <laughs> 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 I came to school in the school bus, so it was just me like listening to radio in general. Mm -hmm. I've always been very fond of music, especially now that I'm here, and it's like. Whereas my music, I miss it. And there's days that I just wake up more nostalgic and I have like my playlist on mm -hmm. Spotify. And it's a Julio Jaramillo, Juan Fernando Velasco, Pamela Cortez, and they're all Ecuadorian singers. And I'm like, okay, I'm feeling nostalgic today. I need that, that Ecuadorian. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna listen to it. Do you uh, struggle to keep it alive now that you're here? Yes and no. I'm like, I feel like I don't because I'm still in touch with all uh -huh. my friends back home and we're all always talking and all this stuff but it's like okay the way we celebrate like holidays back home is usually like you know you get the national holiday or whatever and it's usually parades mm -hmm. and like I remember being in high school and it was okay like you dress up with like the typical like um attire for the yeah for, for the your city because every city or like cada canton has their own different um like their own different I'm sure I have a picture of being in high school mm -hmm. dressed up like it's somewhere I'll find it um, and it's like okay and y se cantan pasillos y uh, I'm blanking out on the word 
They have traditions and customs, right? That yeah. they do. I know they like in Mexico too. Mm-hmm. They sing specific songs. They wear specific things for specific holidays, um, stuff like that. The thing that's pissing me off the most. I know I made a post about it for us for Valentine's Day, and you think I can remember? The- <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> okay, we'll it's weird it. with like yeah. um, back home, like back in Mexico. Like I think I've heard some people be like, "Oh, you guys celebrate Flag Day in Mexico schools." And I'm like, right now, like right here, we don't care about Flag Day. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. What's Flag? I know. Like my dad, like sometimes it's like, oh, hoy es día de la bandera, and I'm like, mm-hmm. who, who cares? <laughs> and I'm like, and it's a good thing, yeah. but it's a huge thing, especially for me back home. Amorfinos. Because nationalism up. is a bigger thing. I feel like we have so much freedom here that we don't have a, like we have a choice on whether or not to be like uh-huh. nationalism. And I'm like, I don't know if it's so much nationalism, but more like being proud. And it's like mm. you know, especially for like for Ecuadorian and Latin American countries, because it took the emancipation from Spain and all their different European countries that were like, hey, we're honoring what, like, all our indigenous people and what the mestizos did to just break free from colonialism. And also there's still... So your flag represents something very different than what our flag does. Yeah, I've never... Yeah, because, like, even the colors, because I know Colombia, Venezuela, and... I think there's another country other than us that also has the yellow, um, blue, and red. And it's like yellow is for all the gold and the richness of our earth. Mm-hmm. Blue is for the seas because most of us are like near the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. And red is for the blood that people like. There's 50 sacrifice. stars because there's 50 states. <laughs> That's there's what 13 I know. There's stripes because. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like I had to do even for one of my painting assignments for this recent semester. I just ended up thinking. <laughs> and I was like, oh, an expressionism painting, and a professor like pushed this. Like, if you want to do a sort of portrait, do it. And like, right now I have it hanged in my room. And I was like, it was such a mixed feelings for me to do it because it's like, okay, part of me feels like I'm disrespecting the flag and all it means. Because mm-hmm. even we get civics class, and we're like, okay, this is what you don't do with the flag. This is how you put it. It's al día de la bandera, al día de la school, and even also oh, you like can't wear an Ecuadorian speedo. No, that would be, you'd get canceled for that. Wow, I didn't know that. And it's like, okay, and I'm like, I'm using it. I'm like, I know it's for art, but part of me feels weird because it's a little distorted and I'm like splattering paint on it. And now it's just like, it's tugging on my heartstrings to do it, but I really like the way it turned out. And it's I'd like a, to see it. Yeah, yeah. I'll show you to you guys. It's hanging my. <laughs> She's like, I'm super proud. <laughs> I feel some type of way, but I also put it in my room. <laughs> no, like I put it on my room because it's either that or putting it in the garage, and I don't feel like it belongs there. I don't have the space for the. And my parents were like, "Why do I have to do that? It doesn't look nice." Because it's like, I'm like, because it's expressionist. I'm like, you can feel what I'm feeling by looking at it. Mm-hmm. It's not a painting to make it look aesthetic or pretty. It's just it's feelings plastered in place. Yeah, we'll be proud of it. Mm-hmm. Art. Um, how do your parents keep your culture alive? Mm. I feel like my parents keep my culture alive, but it's through music as well as I, th- I think that we often forget. My, my parents grew up in Mexico and then they came here. I feel like they really miss their culture. They want to go back and they want to experience the posadas and the food yeah. and the parties and here it's just not the same vibe for them. Mm-hmm. So I think how they keep it alive is going back home, reconnecting with their with their roots, their family members, uh, food. I feel like the dishes that they share with us mm-hmm. is like one way that they keep it alive mm-hmm. um, as well as the language. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that just because you speak Spanish doesn't mean that that makes you more Latino or yeah. you're, you're Latino because you speak Spanish. Spanish, but I I think that um, it's such a 
Spanish holds such a special place in their hearts that them even passing it on to us or sometimes I know your parents can pick you pick at you for saying something mm -hmm. incorrectly in Spanish I think when they sometimes nitpick that they're doing it out of love because they don't they almost feel that you're losing part of your culture because of the language yeah that, that's just how they see it even though I, yeah, yeah. I see it, it doesn't I make see you it. any less latino uh -huh. no yeah my mom like when we were growing up she was like you have to speak spanish you have to speak spanish and i think like even if you're not connected to the food like if you're speaking the language from that country like you're kind of keeping it alive but my parents they also like tell a lot of stories like it's I think it's been years since they, like, the yeah, they still, like, ah, say the stories, and, like, they still say new ones, like, even if it's been that long, and... They have a whole lifetime of stories yeah, to tell. Yeah, they have so, li so many life stories. Yeah, you forget that they lived in the 1900s. <laughs> they, had they had another ride. Ride. Dude, we were, at, we were born in the 1900s, so don't date us. <laughs> but, like, we didn't Before. live yeah. in the 1900s. Like, they lived that life. And I think it's also, like, um, because I don't have any family here. Like, most of the family's over there. So they, like, also, like, say, you should visit. You should go, like, see what's it like over there. And, like, I, I think it was, like, 10 years that I hadn't been to Mexico. And when I went over there, I'm like, this is my culture. And I wanted to keep it alive. Yeah, no, that was going to be one of my answers for mm -hmm. how do you keep your culture alive. I think visiting yeah. back home, mm -hmm. uh, connecting with my grandparents, learning new dishes. Yeah. Every time I go, they're like, you should try this and you should put this ingredient and this and that. And I'm like, okay, just like taking notes. And the dishes are so delicious, the music. Or just every time I go back to Mexico, I learn something new about my culture that yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. I connect the word culture a lot to the past, which I feel mm -hmm. is why they like pressure Spanish, Spanish, Spanish into mm -hmm. us because that's really sometimes the only way to communicate with people of the past mm -hmm. with our grandparents yes. who only speak Spanish and so I feel like yeah Spanish is definitely a way that my parents have like well they don't they they've never really been really like you gotta continue to speak Spanish speak to me only in Spanish mm -hmm. but now as an adult I appreciate it more like I they allowed me to realize that like I need to appreciate different parts of my culture and so I try to speak it more like with my tias have yeah. more conversations in Spanish um, and another big thing that my parents specifically did for me growing up was media has been like always a huge mm. part of learning about culture like my dad <laughs> Seriously. the other Dude. day my dad watches the most random channels like I don't even know if it's the <laughs> oh Nemundo, my god mine like, is what? too no do your parents watch politics all day I'm like no. my dad's literally watching Mexican politics all day and no, my mom watches even... CNN yeah. <laughs> my parents do like mostly my dad but so do I and mm -hmm. I'm like I've been touching I'm like oh the elections are coming this is what's going on because yeah. I'm like even though I'm not there I feel like I need to because I can still vote from here so like oh, whenever there's elections cool. I go and freaking vote that's cool no I've noticed that people from Latin American countries really pay attention to their politics and here it's like we become ignorant sometimes to things and yeah. don't want to like hear about it mm -hmm. it's pretty life of death back home though that's, Ex yeah, that's exactly it not, mm -hmm. do you, if people don't know and you're voting stupidly it could literally mean your country is 100% ruined for the next couple of years. Yeah, no, no, that makes Intense. sense. Yeah. It is a privilege to ignore it. Um, but, but some of the movies I wanted to mention that my dad would watch, like, sometimes I'm like, this is so cringe. Like, what are you watching? And then now, as I've gotten older, I'm like, oh, like, this was, like, filmmaking for, mm. like, Mexicans back in the day. So mm -hmm. he would watch this guy named Cornelio Reina, oh. who was like mm -hmm. a singer, actor, heartthrob, specifically for like 
the farm worker community mm-hmm. here in the U.S. So my dad grew up as a farm worker, and like he would make movies where he's like a farm worker turned like superstar, like <laughs> like fighting crime. He's and, all like, inspired. He's yeah, like, he can do it. and like he reflected the community that was watching him. Mm-hmm. And um, the movies look like super <laughs> cheap, but I've grown an appreciation of like this is representative of a culture mm-hmm. that like is a part of me, and I'd like to learn more about it. And so that stuff. And then my mom like. Um, What's that guy's name from uh, El Dinero No, no Se Pare? Hasta uh-huh. que el dinero, hasta no, que el dinero pare. no Se Pare. He used to be in movies as a kid. Yes. And my mom yeah. once showed me like a movie about him and a little girl. And I was like, oh, wow, this is what you grew up watching? It was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, movies but, and TV. Well, going to your house, it feels like going to a museum. Because I was like, who's no. this guy? And I was like, oh, it's Cesar Chavez. I'm like, no, don't out me. I don't have Cesar Chavez in my home. My parents <laughs> do. It's my parents. <laughs> And Caroline like, doesn't claim you? him. And I was like, is that you, Theo or something? I'm like, who's that? Oh my God, I got that a lot in high school. People would be like, is that your grandpa? I'm like, that's, that's, <laughs> Cause that's it's Chavez. Because it's weird to have, like, at least for me, especially because I'm like, I don't have a picture of Julio Jaramillo in my room or from one of the poli- Ecuadorian politicians. I was like, walls, at least for me, it's like, you put family pictures or something yeah. that means to you or like an old childhood home. And I was like, so you're like, you know, so like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> the reasoning behind that and why my dad is so passionate about Cesar Chavez is because, He's a farm you know, worker. farm workers. Mm-hmm. And then my grandparents also were, um, they would march for, mm-hmm. for that. So No, but it seems like that's yeah. another way to keep, like, the culture because you're keeping mm-hmm. history that alive. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, and before anyone cancels me on, like, knowing who, who the guy is, I think this was still 2017. I'd barely been here yeah. for a year. Um, I still don't know more of the history. Don't come for me. <laughs> I recommend a shameless plug. I recommend going to La Plaza de Cultura, Cultura, de Cultura y Artes in LA. I love that. I feel like I've learned and grown close, closer to my LA culture because of it. Because they show media, they show politics, and all parts of like the Latino history that like they erase in movies and. That's the books. one near La Placita Alvera, right? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I know we went I love that place. forever ago. And it's free. Well, yeah, it's mm-hmm. free. Yeah. That we, Carnell and I, and I were like literally doing a little mini tour of LA, like taking the trains and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think we stopped by. Oh, yeah. I was like, you were only a year in, and I was like, I got to show her LA. <laughs> yeah, and she took it there. Yeah, we were like, took the goal line all the way to LA. It was fun. Yeah. We had to do that again. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Our Vibes Media. All right, so what is a part of your culture you wish we were closer to? Hmm, that's a good question. It is. I feel like for me, I would like to know more about my history and culture. Mm-hmm. I know Moffat had mentioned that they dressed up mm-hmm. in specific attire for specific holidays. I feel like that's something I would want to learn more of. Um, and also, I guess, the history of the Santos. Every time I go to my grandma's house, mm-hmm. she has all these candles up and all these santos this one for love and this one for this and this guy did this and i'm like i don't know and specific dishes every time i go have you had this no mm-hmm. have you had more yet this i've never heard of them yeah. um and and how much time and patience they put into making specific dishes i wish i could cook i sometimes feel like i lost my latina card because i can't cook oh. um, i feel like most of most of us can't i don't know what happened to me well, um, i can cook but i can't no, eat latinos <laughs> can cook too find yourself a yeah yeah no i know how to eat basic stuff i can survive fish i know <laughs> no but I, that that's something that uh, so i guess cooking as well um, specific cultural dishes mm-hmm. i wish i was 
I knew and was closer to because I don't know. But I guess every time I go back to Mexico, I get to reconnect. They give me the recipes. And I just admire how much time and effort they take in the kitchen making these dishes. Because here I feel like the culture is so quick that we just quickly do like an egg or something. I'm like, well, we're Here's a quick and easy lunch you can make in five minutes. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we just eat to survive here. But over there it's like made with love and patience. And it's, 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 it's. It's a labor of love, literally. Yes, it is a labor of love. And also behind it, like taking the time to eat at the dinner table together is part of even the process of the whole thing. And here it's like, oh, people are eating in the rooms. Exactly. That's what it's like. It feels like there's a connection from family lost here. Because the whole point is like, okay, everyone's in the kitchen. Someone's helping, whether you're actually cooking or you're passing stuff and you're helping set up the table. It's all a family ritual. So you spend time together. And like... Even with my own family, it's only four of us, and we all have such different work schedules. And it's weird that I actually get down and sit down and have dinner or have lunch with my mom. No, and and you bring up a good point. Here, everything's so fast-paced, and every time I go to Mexico, everyone's just... Not that they're happier, because, I mean, working... Like, they don't make living wages and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, but I feel like you're right. They have that time to make the food together and spend that time. It's yeah. very important to them. It's quality we kind of lose that here. It, with family, like, I think family is so, it's such a big part of the culture. Like, I remember when I was in Mexico, yeah, like, everyone took the time to be together. And, like, here we're, like, all running around. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that's what I kind of want to, like, focus more. I think that's also why I want to, like, learn the language more because I want to connect with, like, my family back there. So I think that's, like, a big part of, like, my culture that I want to, like, be connected with. That's one. That's the main thing I wish I had. I mm-hmm. wish I had family still there yeah. that I was close oh. to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I wish I had family. Like, <laughs> I want a family. Like, <laughs> no, because like I think also a big part of like people are like, oh, the primos, like all the primos are gonna get together. Like I have no primos. They're grown. They have their own family. <laughs> like my primos now. are like three years old. Like how am I gonna get with her? Oh, you, you have the opposite <laughs> yes. problem. Mine are like thirty something. I feel like that's where the chosen family comes in because uh-huh. like it's the same. Like my family's really close, but we're all around the world i have family by home i have family who's living freaking in europe i have people here all over the u.s and it's hard for us to like think like the 100 like last time that we were all together as a family and like spent a weekend together mm-hmm. it was in 2014 and it's been almost 10 years since then yeah and it was literally we all had to plan like months ahead so we could oh. be there somewhere and it was like my great grandma was still alive it's been forever and it's like okay trying to like even if it's something little like my grandma is coming over today so i get to spend some time with her she loves cooking so i'm like and i like baking so i'll find out a new recipe there's like to connect with her right Mm -hmm. to connect with her and also to feel closer to my own culture because like like yeah mexican bread is really good it's it's really tasty and it has really sweet and i (laughs) like it but (laughs) we have our own bread back home and you can't find it here and there's like one i think it's literally one ecuadorian bakery and it's all the way in la and they're like very limited hours and i still haven't had a chance to go and I'm like, okay, finding the recipes for how to make Ecuadorian bread. And I've been trying to do it like three times at this point, and I cannot get it right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay. And they're like, oh, they're selling um, queso manao, which is Manavisa region, where actually my dad's family is from, and I lived for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And it's like a pound of cheese, and they're selling it for 15 bucks because it's bread from back home. But I'm like, yeah. it's ridiculous because for the few people that are here, we're trying to like enjoy your culture. You're not making it affordable. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's my rant. <laughs> no, you actually bring up, sorry, you bring up a good point, and I was going to ask you that. 
I know that the, at least where we're from, Mexican is like the majority of the minority. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you keep your culture alive? Or is there, would you say there's not enough grocery stores? Or how you mentioned that you don't really find there Ecuadorian isn't. products? There really isn't. Like my dad, like we were thinking to do something for Father's Day. And my dad's like, let's just comprar plátano verde, hacemos and we'll watch a movie together. We might be doing a, a Star Wars marathon. And my dad has been looking for verde literally for the past freaking weeks, going to all the grocery stores around. And he finally found some yesterday. Like I was telling Caroline, I'm like, dude, we've been looking for this for like a week. Do you know where he found it? I, I wonder it was, if it's like closer to the Cuban populated areas. I think it was in Northgate. But it's just sometimes mm. you can find it at Superior. I'm like, not sponsored. Um, <laughs> and it's just like the Latino, but it's like very few that you can find. And it's like so most of the time it's, they already have it. It's plátano, pero está maduro. Because yeah. that's the way mostly people, I think, in Mexico eat it the few times that they do. Mm. And I'm like, you can also eat it when it's green, though. And I'm mm. like, no, me, me gusta el plátano verde, pero no me gusta maduro. I'm like, because my peaking is. I'm like, if I could be closer to, like, at least the food to feel a little closer, I would like that. But I'm a very picky eater and even sensory. I just, I, I can't. Mm-hmm. Like, if I eat something I don't like it, it will make me throw up. Well, great. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline, is there something? Uh, I, the family that, mm-hmm. like, I'd like to go to Mexico and not do the touristy stuff. Vamos. I'm down. I've been wanting to no, go. But, like, I, I feel like you need to go with, like, people that live there and, like, okay. family. You can't find a freaking tour. Let's go. Do you want my family to adopt you? <laughs> yeah. Would you like to come? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <That'd be> great. <laughs> <laughs> Next survives trip, trip to Mexico. I'm down. Um, do you guys ever ask yourself, if you are Latino enough? Oh, that's a hard question. I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yes, I am. Actually, yes and no. Huh. I'm like, no, because I mean, like, I know I was born there. I have the history. I have the experience. Mm-hmm. Like, I have the blood. But, the blood. <laughs> but I get so judged for not eating, even for my own family, because I don't like oh, the food. So you, if you don't eat the foods, you're like, you're not Latino enough. No, that's why I'm like, even my friends keep saying, one of these days I'm going to get my nationality card revoked just mm-hmm. because I don't eat Good 75% of our regular foods. There's a lot of them that I really do like, and I, like, made effort in learning them because I like to cook. But it's, like, most of the typical foods and stuff, I'm like, sorry, I don't need it. If I'm mm-hmm. going somewhere with a family where they're going to make that, I have to either bring my own food or just yeah. eat before I go. I feel that. I feel like I don't ask myself that on a regular basis, but society... <laughs> She's like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I've gone to therapy. I don't doubt it. No, but I feel like society makes you feel like an imposter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and mainly because I, I remember when I was younger, you didn't want to speak Spanish mm-hmm. or your parents. I, I was just watching the Flaming Hot movie and <laughs> he talks about the burritos that his mom packs. And I remember my dad would pack me tortas. And I was like, not tortas. Like, <laughs> I can't li- bring out my little bag. Everyone else has brown bags and I have a bag from like Northgate. Um, and at the time, you know, now looking back at it, I'm like, oh, I'm so happy that my dad packed me a lunch mm-hmm. with love and it was bomb. <laughs> I love tortas. But at the time, I feel like kids make you feel some type of way because yeah. it's like you, you come in and with your like you feel all like ghetto with your with your bag <laughs> but but now it's like oh i'm so happy that they took mm-hmm. the time the effort like pa que comiera, mm-hmm. like so that i would eat so um i guess now no to answer the question but and i'm proud of it and i'm older and i understand mm-hmm. that just because for example how mom said just because you don't eat specific foods doesn't make you any less latino or because you don't speak spanish yeah. or because you don't celebrate customs i think if you're proud of 
who you are and you want to learn from it yes and you want to learn from it but i have a similar experience with the lunch stuff i'm like it's I always got bullied in high school because my mom would send me with the lunchbox. And everyone else got money to got, like, get food at the school bar. And it was like the exact same thing. And my mom would actually make it for me every single day because she stayed home to take care of us. And now it's like me getting bullied for me getting my, my, bringing my food. And now I have my, a mom I, that loves me. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Seriously. What about you? And now everyone's like, coming to work with their lunchbox. And I'm like... I got uh, and I was like, I've been doing it since the 90s. <laughs> it's funny when you guys say lunch. You were not I in am... high school in the 90s. Girl. I am from the 90s, I said. She's born and bred from the 90s. <laughs> um, no, I'm just saying the baby. Lunchables. Like when people, we would go on field trips, like people would bring Lunchables. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want a fucking Lunchable. <laughs> <laughs> That's how passionate I am about Lunchables. Girl, I, I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. My mom wouldn't buy this stuff for me. Like even now that I want to go, like, so she's like, that's not healthy. And you know, I'm like, I don't care if it's healthy. I just want to eat something quick. I want to be included. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. said, you need to make time and pack your stuff because it's unhealthy. I'm like, I'm not asking if it's healthy. I just want to mm-hmm. eat shit. And now if they pack their food, we'd be like, yes, I got a torta today. She's been making, please pack my lechastas grande. I'm like, Damn. She's been actually, my mom's had, like, shout out to my mom. Like, she's been actually making me food because I like, went to the doctor and I'm like, you're like, yeah, you need to be careful. of I'm like, okay, fine. So she's been cooking for me. I'm like, nice. I'm bringing you. Nice. Now we're all proud. My torta. My torta. My Latino pride has kind of been like. Fluctuating? No, just like a journey. <laughs> journey. <okay. laughs> um, so like I didn't really like be like, oh yeah, I'm Latina and Chicana uh-huh. until I went to this um, the Chicano Latino Youth Leadership Conference. It was like a week long <laughs> leadership conference in high school, and like they taught us about like all the culture, and they're very much like Viva la raza. Now I know that that's like problematic, but like that 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 was Don't the first time her. I was like, oh yeah, we're a community, like we're strong. We've been at doing activism for a long time, so that was my first time. I was proud, and then around college, um, I became more aware about my skin color Mm. where people are like oh you look white or and like latinas told me that and so that's when i first began to question like oh my gosh am i latina enough Mm. like oh boohoo me with my white light skin privilege but like (laughs) and a name like caroline Caroline. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's been like an ongoing journey of like in educating myself on like all aspects but also like keeping the pride in my culture i'm not going to be ashamed anymore mm-hmm. as i was as a kid and then also like conversations with my parents about how i feel my mom has like taught me like don't let anybody tell you who you are and what you're not like you are latina and you know for as long as you believe that you're going to be that so don't let anybody mm-hmm. else tell you that so yeah so to all the haters on tiktok that are like you're not a real latina because you don't like hot cheetos yeah yeah okay <laughs> dude i'm a Kujorian and i cannot eat spicy food black pepper will make me cough <laughs> and i'm like but with the light skin privilege i'm like i feel that i'm like i've been born and raised over there and i worked customer service for a while and it pissed me off so much when i would get either because you get it from both sides you get the racism yeah. both from white people and from latinos unfortunately and like i would get latinos prof- can also be white yeah like i've gotten brown people and they would listen to me to me spoke they're like oh thank your grandmother for me i'm like for what? Or like for teaching you to speak Spanish because you sound good for being white. I'm like, I'm not white. I'm Ecuadorian. And they're like, are you sure? I'm like, 
Are you asking me if I'm sure of my name? I am. No, I am. It's my first language. Ecuadorian isn't a race. That's like a whole other thing. I know, <laughs> I know. Why a Latina? No, I know, but I'm like, like they say, and they're like, no, because you were probably born here. And I'm like, I was not. And they're like, are you sure? People are like, are you? Oh, like, they didn't think you were born there. No. And I'm oh. like, that's why I'm like, you can be different colors of skin. That doesn't necessarily mean you're from you're not from a certain nationality or ethnicity. Or just people like, I would hear people coming in and like translating for their parents in Spanish. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I've been through that stuff with my parents. So I would speak in Spanish to make it easier for them. And they would get mad at me for assuming. And I'm like, I'm not assuming. I'm listen literally listening to you, translating for your parents. I'm trying to make it easier. Oh. And it's just people just coming in with a bad mood. Yeah, that's why I'm like <laughs> people are just in bad mood. Yeah, I guess uh, lesson: don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I like that you touched on how sometimes you didn't know that something was problematic or certain a part about your history because I think sometimes people make you feel less Latino because you don't know everything. Or mm. sometimes you could be like, "Oh, I saw this. Oh, he's problematic." Oh, okay. I don't say anything then. <laughs> like, never mind. Uh, yeah. Or, oh, I like this. Oh, no, this is like uh, offensive to da da da. And mm -hmm. I, while I'm open to learning about it, yeah. I, I think sometimes I don't know everything and I'm almost scared to like talk about anything mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you might get canceled over something. That and sometimes like there's like the people who might be like from over there, they're like, oh, yeah, we don't find this problematic and it's just people. Yeah, that's another yeah. thing. My dad's like, oh, it's not problematic. Oh, well, it's problematic because of this. No, but I don't see and it's like an yeah. argument. Everything's there. just a matter of education. Yeah. yeah. Like it can come in all forms of like learning more about your culture. Their your parent telling you stories. That's also education about mm -hmm. like what your culture used to be. So it, it, everyone's at different levels, everyone's on different journeys. Um, but as long as you want to learn mm -hmm. and grow closer, I mm -hmm. think that's beautiful. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. Cute. Wow. Sounded yeah. like a Mr. Rogers message. <laughs> well, Who's Mr. Rogers? <laughs> this is a good number five. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure to subscribe on Spotify, YouTube, anywhere you get your podcasts. We'd appreciate a great rating. We and love you come guys. check us out on TikTok and Instagram yeah. at Our Vibes Media. And thank you so much for listening. Thank yeah. you. We appreciate you guys.